your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right. Today, we're talking about transitioning from COVID imprisonment, which all of us have had. Uh, If you're lucky enough to be in some states in the United States, you don't have to deal with this anymore pretty soon. Unfortunately, those of us that live in the socialist democratic uh, states are unfortunately uh, basically stuck with whatever our governors allow us to do. Um, You know, looking at some of the common psychological reactions toward uh, COVID, you know, let's start with, with what people often experience. There's a lot of feelings of fear, of anger, sadness, worry, numbness, frustration. That's that's some of the most common human feelings. But also, a lot of people had changes in appetite, got fat, uh, energy, activity levels. Some people got healthier, actually. Um, difficulty concentrating, making decisions. That's a big deal. Uh, difficulty sleeping and, and nightmares. That's That's happened increasingly this year. Physical reactions such as headaches, body pain, stomach problems, skin rashes, uh, you know, worsening of chronic health problems that were already there. And the biggest thing, if you hadn't looked at the shelves in the Trader Joe's or your grocery stores, is increased use of alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs. That's been a big, 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 big deal. Um, so, you know, what do you do? Well, you know, if you're still stuck in this thing, take care of your body. Try to eat healthy, balanced meals, exercise. That's a that's a very important thing for us to do. Um, get plenty of sleep. Believe it or not, you know, sleep is the magical cure. You know, avoid tobacco and alcohol if you can, and and learn more about wellness uh, strategies uh, for your mental health. You know, that's a big deal. If we can take care of those things, we tend to have more balance in our lives. But also connecting with other people. You know, sharing your your concerns, sharing how you feel, that's an important thing for us to do for our mental health. Also making sure that we've taken breaks, we stay informed, but the big deal is avoid the news if you can help it. Do, do it in small portions. So as we transition, you know, if, if you're happy with the status quo, uh, change is the last thing you want in your life. However, life doesn't always comply with our wishes. And now when you're faced with a major transition, you want to embrace it. You know, one of the toughest transitions you might ever make, for instance, involves moving your place of residence. And I've done this enough in my life to know I never want to do it again if I can help it. But the longer you've lived somewhere, the harder that move can be because you start collecting things. You also find that there are times when you have to go with the flow with family or friends or employers or maybe your adult child wants to get married or your best friend's mother has died or, you know, you abruptly lose your job, you know, or maybe you get a new set of responsibilities in your work. But dealing with the changes can be really tough. Um, and there's a lot of things that we can do to to understand that life is full of change and we have to embrace change. That is something that a lot of people have trouble with because we are control freaks. We like to control everything in our life. 
Um, but the deal is, the more you understand that this is a shared life, it's a shared experience, it's not cut out for just one individual to control. It's something that we cannot control each other. Each of us have free will and a free way of thinking, and we have our own perceptions of the truth. And so when we are transitioning, we have to transition knowing that other people are going to impact our day, our lives, and our decisions. You know, let's begin with some background, though. The basic premise of most stress and coping is that there's no such thing inherently difficult as a life transition. You know, life events are stressful, uh, but not as you make them. It's all in the mindset and your attitude. You know, a, 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 another idea is, is derived primarily from the life course. Um, it assumes that the factors that sway events in life reflect the many things out there that can lend, lend to change. You know, there's no inherent life changes other than the basic alterations that occur due to our programming, our genes, and our environment. You know, we don't control a lot of those factors. We control what we think, and really what we control is our attitude. And people that are resilient are demonstrating their ability to survive. Resiliency is one of the most primitive and important features that a human being can have. You know, quite frankly, people that live in fear, people that live in anxiety, people that live in depression, if you stuck them out in the jungle 3,000 years ago, they'd probably be dead. Because in the jungle, in our life, in our ability to survive, our brain has to be functioning on how to survive, not how to be depressed, how to be anxious, and how to be fearful. Those may be uh, important ingredients if we have a lot of time on our hands, but the problem is we got to get out of our head and get on with life. You know, you don't have the ability to survive when you sit your life in depression and anxiety. And unfortunately, during COVID, a lot of people have sat around and had too much time on their hands and got into their brains and have not been active and not been taking care of themselves. And basically what they did is lose their edge of survival. We got to get back up and get on with life. All of life changes. You know, the, the one that emerges the most memorable turns out to be you know, uh, uh, often an event that changes the course of your existence where you've had to adapt to a situation that may not have been entirely in your control. And that is how we survive. That's how resilience happens, is that we evolve with change and we adapt to change. And all of us have had to do that in the last year, whether we wanted to or not. Um, you know, the coronavirus has changed the world and, and that's, an, that's an understatement. In less than a year since the virus basically emerged, um, it's upended everybody's day-to-day -day lives across the globe. You know, the pandemic has basically changed how we work, how we learn, how we interact. Uh, the, the, and the guidelines have led to more virtual existence, both personally and professionally. I mean, all of us probably have landed on Zoom at one point in this year, or if uh, probably in every point of this year, if you work, you know, the, the, the pandemic has triggered a wave of mental health issues also, you know, managing addiction, depression, social isolation, general stress. 
that's resulted from this thing. And we're all feeling it to some degree. And it seems especially uh, important that it's hit our younger people. You know, about 55% reported experiencing mental health issues since the onset of the pandemic, including 74% of respondents from 18 to 34. And those respondents of, of the study that I'm, I'm quoting, and I'm trying to find what the study was, um, but, oh, the CDC study. So uh, the respondents is about uh, 33% overall uh, feel stress. Another uh, 40% are feeling anxiety. About 31% are feeling depression. Loneliness or isolation is about 31%. And I'm talking about the population from 18 to 34. Those folks are being clobbered with this COVID thing. And that's why it's so important for people to begin adapting and begin getting back out to some normalcy in their life where they're transitioning Maybe you're having to wear a mask. Maybe you're having to do some a, a lot more precautionary things. But as we're getting the, the shot, and hopefully everybody will be taken care of by the end of the summer, uh, we can get on with our lives and actually interact with each other without a mask, without having to go to the grocery store, uh, being all masked up, and, and walking around like a bunch of zombies. Now we can have interactions. Now we can see people's faces. Now we can actually function as human beings in, in a normal way. Maybe, God forbid, our kids get back to school in some of these states that we all have where they can't get back to school. But what's it all going to look like? What's it all going to look like? Well, I'll tell you what one thing is going to happen. As we mildly transition back into some sense of normalcy, uh, number one, our government's going to be probably bankrupt in the next 10, 20 years. And number two, uh, if it isn't already. And <laughs> number two is we're all going to be cautious because we've been cautious for so long. Now we're going to be very careful with how we interact with each other and very mindful of how we feel. And unfortunately, what that does is that that really affects our ability to survive. And, and a lot of people are going to be cautious about their jobs, cautious about going back to work. And that's a crazy thing. But, uh, you know, work, quite frankly, is going to probably be more virtual than it, than it has been. A lot of these corporations are cutting back on their workspace because they can now get rid of real estate and have people working at homes because they've got the mechanisms in place. You know, this hesitation, though, is going to be a big deal. A lot of people are going to have trouble. We're very hesitant creatures. While much of the world uh, basically came to a stop this year, um, health care hasn't. Uh, 38 of the people, 38% of people skipped or, or, or delayed preventative, uh, uh, preventative health care visits because of the pandemic. And so, you know, there's a lot of things going on now where people are having to basically transition back to going to the doctor and transition back going to the dentist. And that's a good thing. But we shouldn't be hesitant about that. We need to be more aggressive about that and take care of ourselves. You know, we need to be able to focus on keeping ourselves as healthy as we can. We don't need to be skipping preventative visits. Uh, and, and we may miss out on early signs of disease and allow it to grow into something serious if we neglect that. We need to get back to taking care of ourselves. And this is especially true for children who need to continue their immunizations. 
uh, you know, uh, we can't lose sight of other diseases that children uh, could get or people can get, and especially ones that are high risk. So it's very important for us to maybe, you know, get ourselves back acclimated to being social. Also, it's important for us to begin taking vacations and taking care of ourselves and creating memories. And that's what this last year has created a lot of bad situations where people haven't been able to necessarily make memories together. And that's so important because memories are our legacy. And when we die, that's what moves beyond us. Now, are there going to be memories of this year? Yes. It's impacted us enormously. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of home memories, a lot of homemade memories. But the bottom line is we need to get back and turn into social creatures and learn from each other. You know, um, more time outdoors, experiencing nature can be very helpful. Uh, Improving our sleep patterns, eating, exercise can be new areas of focus. Maybe I've become uh, quite a much better uh, chef (laughs) these days than I've ever been just because of the creativity of having to know restaurants to go to and having to invent meals at home. You know, but the deal is we have to transition back into life. So going to a restaurant and see what that feels like. What a wonderful thing. Go on a trip. See what it feels like. Stay in a hotel. See what it feels like. You know, we all need to get back into that. You know, uh, uh, the family has been stuck together uh, for the past year and a half, especially if you're having to do homeschooling. Well, now the discussion is, am I going to homeschool? Because some people... Uh, do a terrible job, and some people do an awesome job homeschooling, and quite frankly, kids may learn more from you at home than they ever would have learned in a classroom. But, you know, the discussion now is, what do we do, and how do we transition back into school? Well, you know, it'll be nice uh, for those of us that are raising kids to be able to have a little bit of me time, uh, a little bit of personal time. You know, getting them back in school is great for kids because they learn socially. They learn from each other. They learn to make friends. They learn to have conversations. They don't just sit in front of a computer all day and play games. That's important. Getting us back out into an active lifestyle, getting back out into Little League, getting back into soccer, getting back to the gymnasium, you know, those are important things for us to begin doing. We can't just sit at home. We need to transition back into life. You know, um, it's it's also important for us to celebrate our holidays together and to enjoy those holidays without feeling timid or weird. We need to get back out there and be confident in ourselves that we're not going to let the pandemic extend itself into our regular living life. You know, you know, look look how you can uh, you know transition into life. You know, have you ever thought about maybe moving? Have you ever thought about changing jobs? Maybe this is the time to do that. Maybe this is the time to make a new decision about who am I socially? Who am I as a person? You know, having maybe uh, deciding if instead of being an introvert, you're going to be a little bit more extroverted and build friendships with other people. Maybe it's the time to get that done. You know, uh, surviving and thriving is what we are needing to do. Thriving is very, very important. You know, it's... If we've been sitting around in depression and anxiety, feeling sorry for ourselves, feeling sorry for what we've lost, we're losing the connectedness of life. And life, 
quite frankly, it's necessary and important if we're going to thrive for us to involve other people in our life in a real way. And there's a lot of people that we haven't seen in a long time that we need to reacquaint ourselves with. You know, we want to open our life up and, and, and do things that we never did before. Uh, this is a time to really take a good look. It has been a time to take a really good look at who we are and actually think about who we want to be for the rest of our life. And that may be different than the image you originally created. And, and that's an important thing for all of us to do, to reevaluate how we want to replace who we are back into life and, and what our values should be and what we'd like them to be and how we want them to be different. And don't be afraid of that. And it might be a great thing, you know, consider it a new chapter in your life and acknowledge the loss of the time we've spent, but also recognize that this whole thing has been a transition to allow us to introspect, discover who we are, and make new choices for where we want to go. And it may be that it's not important that what happened to you during COVID, what's more important is how did you respond to COVID and how did you decide to make changes in your life? That my friends, could be a very important thing. You know, m spending more time with your children, that may have been a, a critical thing that was needed. Spending more time with your spouse, that may have been more time, something that's been needed. But what people have most missed out on is their ability to make friends and to sustain friendships. And that's what, what we have to get back to, plugging back in to other people in our life. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about survival, and then we're going to talk about what we lost and what we're going to gain. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers Channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. You know, we have to understand something, uh, and it's important. George Orwell said this this quote. is a really good quote. No one ever seizes power with the intention of relinquishing it. Power is not a means. It's an end. And if you think about it, we have been under siege since 9-11. We, our freedom as a country has been under siege by our government. And, and, and there's just a ton of wreckage of our liberties, especially those that were uh, basically laid out by the Constitution. There have been enormous assaults on our freedoms that began with basically the, the 9-11 uh, Patriot Act which was the groundwork for eradication of every vital constitutional safeguard against government overreach, corruption, and abuse. And, and the COVID pandemic, with its lockdown, its mass mandates, the surveillance, the uh, snitch lines for Americans to report their fellow citizens for risky behavior, and, and, and the veiled threats of forced vaccinations has merely provided the architects of the American police state with an opportunity to flex their muscles, and that's what they're doing. And, and the free speech, the right to protest, the right to challenge government, wrongdoing, due process, the presumption of innocence, the, the, the right to self-defense, accountability, transparency in the government, uh, pi- privacy, press, sovereignty, assembly, bodily integrity, uh, representative government. Uh, uh, like that actually does represent people. You know, all these things have become casualties to the government. And it's ongoing war on it's the very American people that actually pay taxes. You know, it, it's the government has basically been a greater threat to our ind- individual and collective freedoms and national security than any terrorist, foreign threat, or any pandemic. You know, allowing ourselves to be distracted by terror, uh, foreign wars, you know, color-coded warnings by by Homeland Security, you know, partisan politics, pandemic scares, you know, all this stuff, uh, this propaganda that we call our news and and the sleight of hand of, of our elections, basically stealing those even, you know, this is not a government of the people or by the people or for the people. It's become the enemy of the people. And the U.S. government has grown so corrupt and greedy, power-hungry, and tyrannical over the course of the past 20 years, at least, you know, it's an idiocracy. And it's, I call it a kleptocracy. You know, I call it the kleptocrats because they've klept, they've stolen everything. They're stealing our, our, our Bill of Rights. Our amendments to the Constitution that were adopted as a means to protect people against the government, and now it's the government does whatever it wants, and our freedom be damned. You know, we the people have been terrorized, traumatized, and tricked into a, basically a, a, a permanent state of, of compliance by a government that cares nothing for our lives or our liberty. 
you know, and, and, and you know, terrorism, the war on drugs, illegal immigration, viral pandemic. What's going to be next? There's going to be all kinds of things that are coming. And the government, now that it's taken such a strong hand in our existence and basically dictating our way of lives and allowing governors to be like uh, t- tyrannical in their own way, making their own rules. Who cares about legislators? We don't even need them anymore. It's, it's either the leader or not executive orders that's how we live these days and it's sad because all this time that we have learned to have a constitution is gone and we need that back we need to get our freedom back and that is what's so important and what's so interesting is having the national guard out there in front of congress uh, for no good reason but to know that they're all a bunch of criminals and it was good the American people probably went through there. It's not good how they behaved. That was kind of stupid. But the bottom line is it shows you the desperation that some people want to get our lives back. We want to get our government back. But no, that even got suppressed immediately. You know, the Second Amendment was intended to the right of the people to keep and bear arms. And essentially, that amendment was intended to give citizenry the the meaning to uh, the ability to resist tyrannical governments. You know, uh, it's amazing. You know, the Third Amendment reinforces the principle that civilian elected officials are superior to the military by, by prohibiting the military from entering any citizen's home without the consent of the owner. You know, basically. Uh, that amendment's shot. All of our amendments are shot. And and all of us need to understand that to gain our life back, we need to socialize. We need to speak to each other. We need to stop believing in the news is going to be the truth because that's not going to happen, guys. It's not going to happen. But we as people need to get take our government back. We need to rethink how our elections are held. We need to rethink our system because now it's turned into a socialist state. And that's basically what our government is. And and that's all happened with basically within four months of COVID, they sealed the deal on us that we are basically in a socialist state at this point. We need to get our freedoms back. We need to. And if you're thinking the election, the next election is going to do it. No, it's just going to be another set of thieves going into the government. And it's sad. It's sad uh, because they've learned how to manipulate our elections to where we don't even have a voice. So we really need to rethink how we want to be and what country we want to live in and what we want this country to look like. The framers of the Constitution had it right. But unfortunately, our government has warped our Constitution and created patterns to allow itself to govern any way that it wants. And what it's done is it's it's not helped us as people. You know, we, we've lost uh, our ability for privacy. Uh, we're tracked on the Internet basically by Google or anywhere, you, any search engine you're using. Everything you can do can be tracked, you know, uh, uh, uh Sadly, our, our uh, police are even being attacked as the bad guys. These guys that train to help us and to save us, 99% of them are decent people. But yes, there are bad ones out there. There's going to be bad ones because they're people. But the bottom line is they're the folks that are stepping into danger, and we need that. We need that to survive. If we lose our police, we're going to lose all of our freedom. 
you know, it, it, it's it's basically we're going to live in a dict in a state dictated by criminals. So uh, what I'm trying to get to is, as COVID's ending, we really need to begin to grab our lives back and grab not only our lives but our society back. We need to grab our institutions back from these greedy, evil people that dictate laws and then break them. You know, uh, it's it's really important to have politicians who are actually feel the impact of their decisions. These folks don't. And, and since the outbreak of the, the virus, we've seen overzealous, power-hungry people wielding powers that would make the most totalitarian uh, dictator proud or maybe even blush for the sheer <laughs> corruption that's been displayed. You know, governors, particularly those uh, blue uh, state Democrat-controlled states seem especially enjoying their power. It's pretty miserable, and it's pretty amazing to see that. You know, even like in Michigan, you know, the governor had banned travel within the state, particularly those traveling to their up north vacation homes. And then she relaxed that restriction when it was time for her family's vacation. Isn't that amazing? You know, this this. Uh, <laughs> There, there's just been all these uh, Chris Cuomo, by the example, his Cuomo prime time on Tuesday, on, on a, way back in last year, made made his case for being allowed to earn a living, and, and made a nice argument for their business maybe be even more relevant during a time when health and wellness are a major concern and everybody else is shut down. You know, it, it's just amazing. That when these people that are in power need something, they'll get it done for themselves, but they won't allow it for other people. You know, they'll send their kids to college or they'll send their kids to a school that's actually a private school, but they won't allow us to do that. So we as people need to rethink how are we going to prioritize our society and how are we going to work together to become healthier and better and how is anybody ever going to remember what it was like to be free is anyone is anyone ever going to remember that besides our old people because they're dying you know we all die and we all get older and as we get older we lose our ability to have a say but it's important to remember what freedom was because we've lost it and we need to get it back. And it's important. And that's why I celebrate the fact that some of these states like Florida and Texas actually respect people to make their own decisions for themselves about what's safe and not safe. And it's ripping all the, these restrictions off so that people can remember what it's like to be free. And yes, moving to those states is encouraged because those people got it right. They understand that people are intelligent, they can make decisions for themselves, and they can take accountability for their decisions. And all of us need to do that. But we also need to apply the same set of standards to our government, who doesn't. doesn't it's just a big body of criminals out there, and, and they even stole the election. It's just amazing that we will just sit back and passively allow this stuff to happen. Just like a herd of cattle, we just fold. And, and fortunately, we have a spine, and we have ability to make decisions, and we have an ability to think for ourselves. 
and we need to get that back. It's called free will. And we need to actually be able to have a voice that's heard and not shushed by our neighbors or shushed by our peers or people around us. And we need to stop walking on eggshells around each other and be able to speak truths to each other rather than what people want to hear. And we need to also rethink what it's like to have to live with all these clicks these little little groups that, that that have grown up around us and they're shaping us. The Antifas and the Black Lives Matters and, and, the, and the Me Too movement. All those things are good in, in some essence because they're asking for change. In some essence, there is good within it. Unfortunately, the way it's gone about steals our ability to actually say – speak our mind without being interpreted in some uh, a way that somebody can bend our words into something that they may not mean actually at all. Even people's past life, uh, when they lived in a whole different time, that's being thrown out at people. It's, it's pretty amazing how we have all learned to attack each other and how our media has set us up to be at each other's throat and how our government has set us up to be at each other's throat. We need to understand that we as people don't own the truth and our government doesn't own the truth. We as people all have different opinions and different perceptions and we need to become better listeners to each other, not dictators, but listeners and seek knowledge from each other as a society and respect each other as people. And that calls for friendship, that calls for socialization, that calls for us to be curious about the world, curious about each other. And we've lost some of that, folks, and we need to get it back. We need to get back to the heart of this country and get back to the heart of who we were before the pandemic and before 9-11. And that means that we have to begin living a life that is in faith, not in fear. And unfortunately, we've spent a lot of time exacerbating fear and actually uh, manipulating people through fear and characterizing people through fear. When you view life through fear, you lose your ability to have faith. And what's needed is to understand that life is a faith-based venture. And what I mean by that is we take leaps of faith. We take leaps of faith into a friendship. We take leaps of faith when we go to the grocery store. We take leaps of faith when we get in our car. We take leaps of faith getting married, having children. All of these are leaps of faith. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. When we take a new job, it's a leap of faith. When we uh, pursue an education, it's a leap of faith. That's the fun in life. That's what makes our life good. That's what makes our life rich. That's how we learn experientially. We don't fear failure. We don't fear how it looks. We do what's right in our soul and our passions and our purpose in our life. And all of us got to get back to learning. What am I passionate about? What's my purpose in life? What do I want to be the thing that I'm an expert at that other people will seek me for? You know, that's important. We got to get back to living that way and interacting in life. We need to get back into the classroom. We need to get back to work. We need to get back into the restaurants. We need to get back into the malls. We need to get back into having time together, going to the markets, outdoor markets, going to fairs, going to concerts, living as a society. That's what we've got to get back to. 
and we got to normalize it. And and it's it, it's amazing that we're all so timid and so scared, and we cannot give in to fear. If you want to live in fear, you're going to live in depression and anxiety. You're going to uh, uh, procrastinate every little thing you do in life. And many of us have had to do that over the past year, but we got to break out of that. We got to break out of it and we got to get on in back into life and take leaps of faith. Take your mask off. Breathe. If you have to, go get the shot. Get it done so you can get back to living. And a lot of people are scared of that, you know, and it's pretty amazing. If you're going to get the shot, I've had the shot. I've had two, uh, the Moderna. And basically, uh, the first time I got a little bit sick, but not too bad. And the second time I didn't get sick because I took a little bit of flu medication, uh, like a Dayquil before I I went. And uh, I had no side effects after that. So, you know. That's the first moment that you're writing your own constitution to get your life back. If that's what it takes for you not to live in fear, that's a first step of taking a leap of faith to getting back into life. Get it done so you can be at peace with yourself. You know, if <laughs> it's amazing, you know, looking at what our government did, you know, when we saw all these people, hundreds of people gather in Atlanta right in the middle of COVID when it was at its worst for uh, John Lewis, uh, uh, Representative John Lewis. Many of those people traveled from Washington where three days uh, prior, uh, they issued a self-quarantine order to those engaged in non-essential travel. And then they called his funeral uh, not a a, a mandate to be able to be able to go to a non-high-risk uh, uh, event. You know, there's just so much hypocrisy, you know, uh, it's just ridiculous. And we all sit here and watch it. We all watch it. But we have to understand that we have transformed into an obedient socialist country. And the government has dictated the events that are acceptable for us and not acceptable for us. The governors dictate to us what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. We as people need to grab our lives back and grab everything back that makes us good. And we need to grab our faith back. All right, we're going to take another break. We're going to discuss some life lessons. And then we're going to move on into discussing how we can get our lives back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. 
It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers Channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about transitioning from the COVID imprisonment. And, you know, we have to wonder, what is this thing called the deep state? You know, if you talk about the deep state, it's basically the corporatized, militarized, entrenched bureaucracy that has set itself beyond the reach of the law. And it's unaffected by elections, unaltered by populist movements and staffed by unelected officials who are in essence running the country, calling the shots, no matter who sits in the White House. And in, in, it's basically, it, our government is working in conjunction with corporate partners and it views the citizenry as consumers and bits of data that can be bought and sold and traded. And it spies on and treats citizens as if, if they have no right to privacy, especially in our own homes. And that it's laying the groundwork to basically weaponize the public's biomedical data as a convenient means by which to penalize certain unacceptable people. And, and, and it subjects our, our people to scans and searches and pat-downs and indignities, uh, raids on uh, so-called soft targets like shopping malls and bus depots. Uh, you know, it, it's just amazing that, that basically – the Googles and the Facebooks and the Twitters and all these things that all these people love is actually stealing our freedom and dictating our government. And we're allowing the Amazons to run our country. And this is sad. You know, if we want to get our life back after COVID, we need to buy local. We need to buy from our friends and family members. Even if we're paying a little bit more, it's really important for us to be investing in our own communities. As people, investing in our own communities and taking away from the power centers that are running our country. The places like Walmarts and Targets and, and uh, you know, <laughs> Costco's and all these big places that we all love to go to because we get the best prices and there's a wide variety of products. But the bottom line is we've got to restore the power back to the public. And that is the local businesses and the local people, our neighbors, our friends, the people around us. That's as a society where we need to put our power. And if you really want to get power back, it goes, it follows your money. Wherever your money goes, that's where it goes. 
the power. So we need, as a country, if we want to get back to some sense of normalcy and get our government back, we need to give back to our local businesses, friends and neighbors, and ourselves. That's the investment we need to make, not in our government and not in politicians. You know, if we want to, what we're headed, folks, is we're in a government that adopts laws that criminalize Americans for otherwise lawful activities, such as religious studies at home or growing vegetables in your yard or or collecting rainwater or doing whatever to do to help yourself. They don't want you to do that. Everybody, they want us to be dependent on the big, big government and to on the big, big businesses. And we've got to get away from that. We've got to get away from that and go local, 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 local. And the more we do that and the more we focus on our own local, the better off we're all going to be as people. But that means we've got to be connecting with each other. That means we we got to communicate with each other to get our sense of freedom and community back. You know, the empire that's running our country now forces its taxpayers to pay for wars or or serve no other purpose except to expand the reach of our our industrial uh, economy. And it it also is is (laughs) unleashing all kinds of uh, war upon basically us by making us be a part of the global economy and be a part of the global people, the global countries. And basically what we're doing is we're losing our freedom to become this socialist government that basically interacts with all the other governments to learn how to operate so that there's a common law, there's a common uh, uh, money change. You know, it's sad, but we've lost so much freedom that we've forgotten what we the people is and what we the people is is each of us living our own individual lives with our own individual perceptions and being willing to learn from each other, be willing to hear from each other, be willing to oppose uh, our, our colleges that send all these socialist brainwashers to teach our children and all these crazy uh, communities that allow their school systems to take away from people's freedom, to people's sense of reality, and even our history is being taken away. George Washington is being taken off the names of schools. Statues are, are being brought down that, that basically just remind us of where we came from. And it's sad. It's sad that we lose all that. We lose all this and we're just polluting ourselves. Uh, by, and we're just like little little herds of sheep running from one place to the next and, and running away from all the things that are being taken from us. We as people got to step back into life. We've got to step back into life. And we've got to do it in a way that we're cooperating with each other and we have to learn to communicate with each other. And there's a lot of people that are brainwashed out there. And quite frankly, you're going to have to learn to turn, turn them down because all they're doing is listening to the news and then they do what they're said, what, what they think is the truth. You know, the truth is, is that we have got to get on each other's side and be willing to hear each other's opinions and be willing to be open enough to explore what each other thinks and to hear it, and to understand it. That's how we evolve, folks. We learn from each other. That's what social interaction is about. And and it's very important to do that. And whoever is the best listener, whoever is the best listener is the one who actually controls the conversation. 
And so, you know, we as people may have to start to take more stands and set more boundaries for what is right and what is wrong in our life and use our own local communities as a way to model getting back to the America that we need to be and that our constitution was designed to be. And, and if we can do that as a country, I think, and, and model that for, for other countries, I think that in itself is going to be something that the world begins to appreciate, that the world begins to see as the way things need to be. We need to take care of ourselves, folks. This is important. We need to get back to our country, but we need to get back to who we are as people. And who we are as people is not a pandemic and it's not just doing whatever's told to us. It's doing what we as people think is right and sharing ideas and improving upon our lives and improving upon our freedoms. We've all changed. We live through historic times and it's nearly impossible to experience something of this magnitude without having an impact. But, but you know, it's time to get back to regular life and, and re-examine our values, our relationships and our lifestyle and especially our government that's out of control. You know, as the lockdowns end, start returning to your normal state of existence, you know, or at least a warped variation of it, hopefully a better variation of what your existence would look like. You know, when 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 federal and state governments basically shut down all of our restaurants, all our local businesses, people that work hard, hard to build these businesses and to build a life for their families and they just ripped it out from under them just ripped it out and could care less. And they have every excuse in the world to, to have done that. It's amazing, but we got to get back to that life. And then we got to fight to keep it because they'll certainly try to take it away again and again and again. They will do it because they've done it before and that's what they will do, what they're used to doing. They're going to take it. So we've got to fight for our own lives. We have to fight for our own communities and we have to fight for our own way of life as humans and we have to fight for our rights. Now, I'm not saying a revolution. I'm saying values. Get back to values. Get back to what it takes to be your own person. Stop being cattle and start being an American. This country was built on rugged individualism and that means creativity, people that had ideas and their own opinions and if they were good ideas, people bought them and people went after them. But if they're bad ideas, here in this country as cattle, we just follow it, even if it's bad, even if it's going to lead us off a cliff, we'll follow the government, we'll follow the president, we'll follow the media, we'll follow you know, Zuckerberg and all these other losers that are out there basically trying to dictate how we're going to live our life. And it's sad, but we've got to get back to rugged individualism and get back to what made this country the best country in the whole world. You know, not that we are the best country because we certainly aren't the best country in the whole world and we're not always the nicest people, but we got to get back to doing that. And I know I'm just talking to Americans, but even outside of the United States, a lot of you have lost your freedom and a lot of you have been dictated and we need to become much more individualistic in our thinking and much better learners and much more aware of our social freedoms and get them back, get them back. But it starts with you. It starts with you and it works its way out of the box. You know, when daily rituals and routines we've always taken for granted are disrupted, uh, for, for an undetermined amount of time, 
It lends to a new sense of appreciation for the small things, like sending our kids off for school, hugging our parents, going to work, shopping in a mall, having an adequate supply of toilet paper, eating out, attending weddings, going to a party, having a party, having a a barbecue, having people over. You know, let's not lose a sense of wonder this, this, this time has given us to really reflect on what's important in life. And I know that a lot of us have had that blessing come from this experience. Nothing compares to an in-person interaction. At first glance, the lockdown was a, a partly shy introvert's dream. You know, there is no longer an antisocial element of missing out on various events from graduations to birthday parties to baby showers. But during lockdown life, you could even attend a black tie affair in your sweatpants. Uh, you know, you could attend work. By in your sweatpants, and I've done it, um, you know. But the lockdown was also one of the loneliest times for a lot of people, and it highlighted the universal need for social interaction, even if it's as small as a few words exchanged with with a a, a, a clerk at the grocery store or a pizza delivery person. You know, uh, when it's over, uh, these in person visits and the family and friends and all the complications of life get to come back, and let's not forget how much to appreciate it. And how much to really know, begin to see what we lost as people and what we've given up. You know, what with, the, with this COVID bill that the government just passed, so sad, so sad, because basically what the government put us in so much debt that we cannot even, we won't even be able to change our government. It, it, it's basically instituted permanent change within the government. And, and all of that, there's only 9% of the bill that's for covid the rest of it's just to dictate our way of life some more because that's what the government loves to do. And by the way, we can get $1,400 just as, a, as, as the payback for us um, for absorbing the bill. You know, it's, it's sad. Um, you know, we are stronger than we know. You know, a lot of people have been brought to the edge with despair. You know, not leaving our homes, not being able to go on vacations, not being able to get on an airplane, you know, working from home, not knowing if we're going to keep our job, kids being homeschooled, driving us all crazy, play dates are gone, you know, indoor attractions are gone, playgrounds, quarantined, you know, it, it, it all seems so impossible when we first absorbed it. And then one day passed and we realized we hadn't really lost it, not completely, you know, we're going to get it back, and now we need to get it back, and we need to we, – we can adapt to any way of life. We've proved that. Now we need to adapt to a more proactive life. Let's not forget what lockdown taught us about our resilience, our strength, our courage. When pushed into challenging situations, our true colors shine, and, and it's, it, it's been a year of great reflection, and unfortunately, our government has taken great advantage of it. But we need to take our lives back. And that's what it needs to be. We proved how resilient we are. Now let's get back to living instead of coping. I want to thank everybody for listening. You know, that's our show. You know, I'd love to hear from you. You can do that through our webpage at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, during COVID, it was pretty surprising for kids to ask mom for a haircut and find out they were actually talking to dad. Also, COVID gave us a great excuse not to visit our parents or anyone we wanted out of our life. It also finally put a muzzle on narcissists, borderlines, and even your spouse and children. 
the muzzle being the mask, by the way. <laughs> and uh, Corona beer sales actually plunged 62% and was the only beer left on the shelf at Costco when COVID hit. Coronavirus, by the way. So COVID also created a new diagnosis, toilet paper trauma. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 